This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios. That's boathouse studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios. House spelt the German way. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Bonus. Oh yeah! Bonus episode. Can't do. <laughs> it is eleven thirty a.m. on a Tuesday morning. On a Tuesday morning. A crisp Tuesday morning. Here. Is it crisp out there? I haven't been outside yet. It's actually it's nice. Oh good. Yes. It looks crisp. Finally. But, uh, it does not feel crisp. We are in the middle of uh, fifth winter. Yes. Yeah. Um, For those that are are not aware. Yeah. Uh, fifth winter sometimes comes to Canada. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, whenever it does, I uh, I wonder why I live here. <laughs> but enough Every about the time. weather. We're here to talk about how awesome we are. That's. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, Greg. Happy three years, bud. Happy three year. Uh, podiversary. Podiversary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been, we've been at this for more than three years, but we've been, we've been doing the good one for three years. <laughs> the one people care about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one you're listening to. In fact, this is Two Bad Neighbors and my name is Alan. And my name is Josh. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this old gag. Because it's a bonus episode. Uh-huh. My name is Josh. Yeah, so Josh over here has somehow wheedled his way into this podcast. I I don't know where Greg is. I weasel and snake my way into the podcast every bonus episode like some sort of sneaky cow. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, that's just the... The the shower is on. There's a shower in that bathroom? Yeah, there's a shower in that bathroom. I didn't know that. Oh, it's it's great. It's great. The door isn't on an even keel, so it kind of <laughs> slides open. Oh, yeah. It's for a little a little peekaboo. I mean, <laughs> if you're that way, yeah, sure. You know I am. Go for it. We are here in Boathouse Studios, where there are showers apparently that I did not know about, mm-hmm. and we are talking about uh, the television program The Simpsons, specifically our podcast about The Simpsons. It is our three year anniversary, and we decided to celebrate the only way we know how by talking at each other through microphones. That is correct, Alan. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's a little unorthodox. Uh, this is not the way we usually do things. Uh, I just arrived at the studio two minutes ago. Yeah. And we're and, already, and we're just sitting down and we're going for because it. Because normally like we it. would, yeah, it's, I mean, it's nice, Yeah, but normally we would, you know, I'd arrive We'd watch an episode. Mm-hmm. We'd uh, let it sink in for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'd 
do our mic checks. But I don't know. And then we get started. I don't know about you, man, but I think these um I I think these the what we're talking about today has had enough time to sink in. <laughs> <laughs> uh which part specifically? The anniversary or the uh the episodes we're The episodes about? that okay. we're talking about. So let's let's get to that. Uh now before we do um we as I as I said, it is eleven thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of us are functioning alcoholics, so unfortunately, uh, that uh, can opening you heard at the top that is not a beer. This is not the barley buds. Uh, this is some sparkling uh, lime water mm-hmm. from Co-op. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna open mine here. Oh, there we go. So this is uh, this is an episode of the Sparkly Buds. <laughs> <laughs> Where we talk about uh, sparkling when you're all water. out of suds, <laughs> have, have some, some sparkly, sparkly buds. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> our sparkling water review show. I uh, I really I actually That'd really funny show. I've I've gone off of uh, uh, pop and sugar water most for like almost. Entirely now. Oh, good for you. Like every once in a while, I'll have one of those life Coca-Colas. Sure. Because I think they're a nice little treat, and I actually think they taste a little bit better than the reg- than What's Coca-Cola. What's the... I've seen the ads for that. What's yeah. the difference between that and like Coke Zero or Diet Coke? Uh, they actually do use a like a... They use like a stevia sweetening agent. Okay. Um, and they, they, they use a mix of stevia and like real cane sugar. Hmm. Which brings the actual overall calorie count down considerably. Right. Whether it's or not, not like zero as no. in Coke Zero. Yeah. Whether or uh, not it's it actually sucralose or uh, aspartame. Yeah, it's not those. Um, cool. They're not. Na- it's natural. Like they're they're it's plant based. Gotcha. Um, whether or not it's good for you, <laughs> uh, or better for you right. is like it's definitely not good for you. But like whether or not it's better for you, it's very much up for debate. I don't know. Well, I mean, but the, it's less the studies, calories. The studies are not in yet, so no, it's a very new product. It is. Yes. I enjoy it. It could possibly transform you into a a plant. A, <laughs> I was going to say a coke a coke tree, but uh, a yeah, plant. plant. Yes. Yeah, that's that's also a plant. Yeah. So who knows. Uh, so we're going to do something uh, a little different, obviously. Mm-hmm. We, for those that aren't aware of our history, we have been doing this for three years, but in our early years, we did a whole slew of episodes altogether, mostly in seasons one and two. And uh, more than two episodes of The Simpsons is actually the, it's, <laughs> it's called a slew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the technical term. Yeah. So in our early years, we also didn't have these fancy mics, uh, these fancy no, we sure didn't uh, audio equipment that we do have uh, today. So we essentially used either Greg's cell phone mm-hmm. or my computer. Mm-hmm. Now the legacy or the legend goes that uh, one year or one year one day I got a blue snowball microphone. That I was very excited to use. Why wouldn't you be? Uh, I hooked it up to my computer. And I hit the record button and said, testing, testing, as one does. And then listened to it back. And I sounded fine. So I'm like, okay, great. We're ready to go. Record. And off we went. Once the episode was done, I noticed that Greg was very quiet when I started listening to it back. 
Turns out I had my computer's internal microphone activated in the Audacity program I was using, not the Blue, Blue Snowball mic. So with the computer facing me, I sounded fine. Like, I didn't sound great because it was an internal microphone. Mm-hmm. But I sounded, like, loud, so I assumed everything was working. But because Greg was sitting on the opposite side of me, his voice was getting hit, was basically hitting the back of the laptop and not getting into the microphone for the whole episode. How many times have you had to explain this to individual people <laughs> who, have, who have messaged we've had, us? We've had a fair amount of people. I usually don't go into this much detail. I just said we had audio problems, yeah. so we had to remove it. Yeah, but, like, I mean, like... A fair good, amount of people. Yeah, for good reason. Especially, like, people who are new to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, they'll start at the beginning, as one does. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, and they'll message us, like, hey, where's episode three? I notice it goes one, two, four. Yep. And I usually try and message back as quick as possible, just saying, hey, sorry, that one had audio issues. We decided to take it down because it wasn't a good listen. It's not indicative of the show that we wanted to produce. Exactly. And so we took it down and we kind of teased the idea that maybe we'd revisit it in the future Mm -hmm. uh, as like a lost episode. Yeah. So when we realized it was our three-year podiversary, um, we kind of decided... We'd like to do something for it. And considering that was our third episode and it's our three-year anniversary, you know, the number three is all together here. We're talking about three different episodes. It's everywhere. It follows it's, you everywhere. We're like Jim Carrey. Yeah. One plus two is three. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know. Two divided by three is 666. What? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? Do you, do, you, <laughs> do you mean point six six? No, I don't. Okay, I mean exactly what right. I said. I that's I don't know if you know how math works, but regardless of that, I know how math works. <laughs> it's the devil's number. So we decided we are going to revisit episode three of this podcast in celebration of our three year anniversary. Uh, Boy, howdy. Because of this, we are going back to basics. We don't have a guest today. No, we do not. In case you're wondering if they're just being silent this whole time, as is tradition. Mm-hmm. No. No. There's no one else here. No, no one's going to suddenly speak up. Nope. Um, if they do, I'd be terrified. So That would actually have been like a really like, uh, damn, I wish we do have a guest now. Because <laughs> it's like, they're not going to suddenly speak up and then Ife just chimes in. It's like, <laughs> or am I? Or am I? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> that oh, been, God, please. That would have been nice, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> But so that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Before we get into that, we're going to, I will preface this by saying we're not going to spend too much time on each episode. Yeah, let's not. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how you feel. I rewatched them last night. I did too. Yeah. And there's not a lot to say, to be honest. Really isn't. Uh, That's kind of why we did three at a time per podcast in the the past. I wrote down some notes. I do want to talk about like how, I I, want to talk about the, uh, the different feeling that the sh- like the different tone that the show strikes between season six and one absolutely because um, that's we we have that uh, ability currently since we're currently in the middle of yeah. season six it's a it's actually kind of a unique thing it's I very kind jarring of, yeah watching this episode it's like I kind of get why some other Simpsons podcasts have like just pulled them out of a hat you know so you can like yeah. so you can be like oh that this 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 and this is the difference between the seasons and that sort of thing um because we got a very gradual burn into the into into season 6 which is peak golden years um 
Whereas, like, going back to season, well, we'll talk about it. You got something else to say. Go for it. Oh, sorry. No, I uh, I just wanted to, before we dive into the episodes themselves, yeah. I did want to talk about our uh, our podcast. <laughs> yeah, more. let's do it. Let's let's talk about ourselves some more. Okay. Uh, because we did, uh, we have we have a, actually a couple of mailbag, but I'm going to save the, the normal mailbag for our next regular episode. Sure. But we did have a very specific uh, letter, as it were, arrive in our inbox recently that I do want to address. Uh, so we did get a very nice message from uh, vying for most frequent guest Janelle, and yeah, keep trying. With uh, <laughs> you'll get well, there if, one if, day. If James, uh, you know, doesn't pick up the pace, then will there ever be a rainbow uh, for yeah, Janelle? Exactly. Maybe. But we did. We so we had a, a message sp- specifically from her, but she uh, clearly arranged other past guests to send us some nice. Th- thoughts and of encouragement and whatnot. Um, so I did want to address that. I don't necessarily want to read it all. It's all very nice, but there's a lot. I definitely read the one from the Cinevals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so our friends, the Cinevals who we're on, may a, know are, we're on our most recent episode. Yeah. Homer vs. Patty and Selma. They have a Val Kilmer podcast. They sure do. Yeah. Uh, they're very emotional people. Their message was, Deepest condol- condolences for your recent loss. I don't think they knew what this Cordially was Cordially, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, I hate the sea and everything in it. Hashtag, who could forget, dear rat boy. <laughs> so, we appreciate that they wrote us. Uh, I mean, it's I, I so that, obvious who wrote that. I think <laughs> it's painfully <laughs> obvious who wrote that. It's possible they misunderstood. <laughs> What they were doing here. Um, like, I mean, like, on the count of three, say which Cineval wrote that. <laughs> One, One, two, two three. three Camille. What? It was obviously it Camille. It was Allie. Come on. <laughs> All right, Cinevals, put this to rest. <laughs> <laughs> right, right in. Let us know which one of you wrote it. Although you live with both of them, so you might have a better grasp. Well, I don't think Allie would do a hashtag I hate the sea and everything in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> that's that was my giveaway however it could be that, both yeah maybe maybe Allie did because Al, to me deepest condolences for your recent loss streams Allie yes it does so maybe she wrote that part and, and the Camille hashtags to me d- scream hash- Camille yeah. <laughs> so that's fun uh, but we did yeah we so we received a, a couple really nice uh, words of encouragement from several past guests uh, including uh, of course uh, Grayson, James mm-hmm. Wade, the Cinevals, Shauna Holmes, uh, Nick, and of course Janelle. Um, the track you heard at the very beginning of this podcast that was recorded at Woohoo uh, Simpsons Trivia, classic Simpsons Trivia that I was unfortunately not at, uh, in attendance because I had to go to Edmonton to help my brother with uh, wedding prep because he is getting married. The worst city in the world. The worst city. Is he going somewhere? Uh, Edmonton. He's getting married in Edmonton? He sure is. Ah, That's where he lives. <laughs> Edmonton in June? I uh, uh, July. July. Edmonton in July. Isn't that the dream? Yeah. It'll be nice there. Sure. I've, <laughs> I've been there when it's uh, July. One can fringe, o- and it's nice. One can only hope. Yeah. Fringe is in August. Every other month, it's, it's garbage. Um, fringe is in August. Oops. <laughs> Early August, I think, though. Nope. No? Late August. Edmonton French? Well, mid to late August. All right. Well, either way, those are the months to go. <laughs> Consider this our advertisement for Edmonton. 
I do not endorse if it. If you want to go to Edmonton, do it in July or August. Or never. And then otherwise, don't. Yep. There we <laughs> that's go. Their, that's their, <laughs> their <laughs> tourism <laughs> board. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> that's the best one they could come up with. <laughs> if you want to hey come guys. here, make sure you do it in July, July. or August. Otherwise, don't. <laughs> Don't do it. You, do you we will have, not enjoy it. Do we have any other suggestions? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm stumped. I don't know. Oil, oilers? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so thanks to all the people who put together all of this. Uh, yeah, it was a genuine surprise. Um, it was very nice. We, it, we forgot it was our three-year anniversary. I had no idea. So yeah. I'm glad some people out there keep a track for us. It uh, definitely, like made doing this episode um much more urgent i think mm. um cuz yeah i really like we haven't been in the studio for a while cuz i've been um i've been in lethbridge mm-hmm. for the past week you were in edmonton and so like we just didn't have any time to do it <laughs> so we have lives yeah you guys um as soon as we start getting paid for this like oh Quitting our jobs. Quitting our jobs. This is all we'll do. Burning our houses. I swear to God, we'll go back and we'll redo season one. (laughs) (laughs) That's one episode at a time. Yeah, one episode at a time. The podcast itself will be writers and directors of each episode. That's right. We will get David Silverman in here. Oh, we we will will get get Wes Archer. We will get Al Jean. We'll get Al Jean. (laughs) The seat is still waiting for you, Al. It's right there. It's very uncomfortable. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Al Jean, yeah. I do feel like we need to address something uh, that's come up recently. Mm. Uh, I would say this for a uh, Simpsons newsreel uh, for our next episode, but I don't know when we're going to get to it, and it might be ir- irrelevant by then. Mm. So I don't know if you saw this. On the most recent episode of The Simpsons, uh, I that's right, they're, they're trying to make it relevant again. I definitely didn't see it. <clears throat> um, I'm going to see if I can get a clip of it to mm-hmm. play in, like I'll put it in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what am I supposed to do? It's hard to say. Something that started decades ago and was applauded and inoffensive is now politically incorrect. What can you do? Some things will be dealt with at a later date. If at all. So that so the clip, so I'm just going to describe it briefly. Uh, essentially, it's Marge. I haven't seen, let me preface this i haven't seen the episode that this is in so i don't actually know what they're talking about in context of the episode but obviously uh it's something different it's something meta but marge is essentially asking lisa you know what can you do and lisa says it's hard to say uh something in the past that was inoffensive and applauded is now considered offensive um and then she turns and looks at her bedside table and there's a picture of apu uh our friend apu signed and it's signed. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it says, but it's it's some in joke, like it's some uh, in re- in universe reference. But Marge says, you know, perhaps some things will be dealt at dealt with at a later date. And Lisa says, if at all. So they look right at the camera. Yeah, look and Marge right kind of nods a little bit. So this. <laughs> it's probably the first time I've seen The Simpsons, something that happened on The Simpsons show kind of erupt on Twitter in a lot of ways. Um, now, obviously, this ties into the Problem with a Pooh documentary that was released uh, that I don't think either of us have seen yet. 
but we do plan to and plan to talk about it. Um, <laughs> now, the reason I bring this up is that what I found very funny is that Al Jean's Twitter, <laughs> his, his kind of only real response to this was, oh, good, I have Twitter notifications waiting for me. Implying that he probably has received a lot of hate mail for this, <laughs> um, which I will say has not been from us. That's funny, <laughs> but that's a funny joke. We, we oh, sent- good! I have Twitter notifications. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, so I did want to kind of bring that up. Uh, it's the only thing that's making the show relevant. Again. I like that joke. Which one? The one that the the one you just played. I like it. You think that's a joke? <laughs> I like it. I think okay. it's funny. Okay. I actually think it's funny. Um, in a very weird way that I wasn't expecting to. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it at all. I will I've, say I did not enjoy it at all. I've sat here. On. I've sat here for a bit and just like, I kind of like it. I kind of liked that. What do you like about it? Um, it's probably the it's it's probably the the fact that they're like they just don't know what to do. Okay. And they're just <laughs> they're they're lampshading it hard and in the context of the episode I would probably really dislike it. Mm-hmm. Um because it's a fourth wall breaking moment that probably has nothing to do with the episode. So, so here's, but here's I the... like how it was delivered. I don't know why. I enjoy the, I I, I enjoyed her just saying that because Lisa would say that. Oh, I disagree entirely. I think that's my problem with it is that they put it in Lisa's mouth. Really? She's she's always been the moral uh, code for the show. She's always been the one rooting for the underdog, and now she's basically saying like, ah, oh, political political correctness is you know, ruining our, our little show. I'm not. And she's basically being the, not the person against PC thugs. I'm I'm not greasy thugs. I'm not seeing it that way though. I'm I'm not reading it that way. What do you mean? Reading it what way? I'm not, I'm not reading it. That's, that's her. I'm not reading it as that's the intent. I'm, I'm reading it as how she's saying it. It's difficult. And she's just saying it's difficult to say now. But it's it, um, but it's not. It's it's a specific wording of something that was uh, applauded and inoffensive in the past is now offensive, and that's just I don't know. That's such bullshit to me because it's it's saying like you know oh man in in Huck Finn people were fine with the character Jim and all of a sudden it's not cool. It's that same kind of idea to me, and I don't agree with that. I think. Uh, society changes and evolves and the Simpsons has had such a long run that of course like things in their past may have been fine in the past but now in 2018 they should address it and this is the only way they've ever addressed that whole like controversy as it were that mostly sprung up because of the problem with the Pooh documentary Um, like this is how they choose to address it rather than you know trying to and then they even say, like, oh, maybe it'll be addressed later, if at all. Like, they're basically saying, like, yeah, we recognize that it's an issue, but we're probably not going to do anything about it. So, fuck you guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't agree with the, the choice to even to address it in this way, if they're going to address it. I think that if they had it be, like, Homer 
confused about the whole thing, that would at least make more sense for the character. I don't believe that Lisa would ever be like, you know, oh man, this this arguably racist portrayal of a Indian stereotype voiced by a white man was fine before and now people are mad about it. Well, that's too bad. I don't know what to do about it. When I think there's a lot of, there's actually a, a good Twitter thread that I read as well that was, um, I think, a perfect way to address it where Apu basically gets like laryngitis or like some like vocal uh, problem where he has to let, where he like becomes mute for a while. And because of that, there's like kind of an outpouring of support from the community and, and he kind of realizes how much he means to all the, uh, all the residents of Springfield. And then they kind of, they do an operation where they like fix his, his uh, vocal cords. And so when he comes back, when he, when he speaks again, he's speaking from uh, a new actor who is of Indian descent. And that's the way to kind of like get rid of the, hey, a white man is voicing this. Now an actual representation uh, of an Indian person is, is speaking. And they could even, you know, maybe make it a, someone who, because there's a lot of uh, Indian people in the biz who write as well, um, put an Indian person on the writing staff instead of all white men on the writing staff. You know, there's just, there's a lot of ways they could, they could fix this and not feel so irrelevant. And so, but all white men on the writing staff has been working so well for them for so long. (laughs) They've been knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I read that. I read that. And, uh, I was like, that's, that's such a brilliant way to address it and make it. They'll never do it because it's it's a good idea. They're either going to kill them off or they're going to ignore it entirely. And Mm because that's their, their solution to things. (laughs) Oh, because they don't care. Yeah. Well, they do, but not enough. They don't care enough. No. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> so that's your uh, hot take, 2018, political correctness. What's going on? That's what that segment was called. <laughs> May we never do it again. <laughs> All right. So we're here to talk about three episodes Yeah. from season one. Yeah. Of The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, so <laughs> the first one we're talking about, Bart the General. Best of our three. You think so? I do. Okay. <clears throat> so Bart the General is the fifth episode of season one, written by John Schwartzwelder, the first writing credit for our good friend Johnny S. Directed by, directed by David Silverman, originally aired February 4th, 1990. That intro, though. Uh, Cutting right to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is, uh, I think, the first time they didn't have a chalkboard gag, couchboard gag. Yeah. uh, Not regards to Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Not even a a chalkboard, not even a couch. Yeah. It's it's just like the Simpsons and then home. Here we are. They're doing things. Um, Which I think, oh my God, I'm going to repeat myself. I know it. I feel myself repeating myself from the last time we did this, which doesn't (laughs) matter because it's gone. I don't remember anything I said. Um, It feels like, why wouldn't you put the intro in? You put that weird little tag in at the end that's obviously (laughs) there to just fill time. Uh, Fill time with your goddamn intro. Just Apparently the episode is running long. Uh even with that tag, then get I, rid of the tag. I don't know. Maybe they really wanted that tag. Maybe it's that, they really were like, that's dumb. More, that's more important than the <laughs> intro. I don't know. The tag is very stupid. I hate it. 
Was it? It's just like, hey, wars. Yeah, there wars are no good wars except, except for, these for the American, American Revolution, Revolution, World War II, and the Star Wars trilogy. Star Wars trilogy. And you can find more about them in your local library with lots of gory pictures. Good night, everybody. Peace, man. Which, <laughs> which really dates the show because yeah. guess what? Star Wars is more than a trilogy now. Yeah. Idiot. Well, he obviously means the Ridge Tridge. <laughs> you know, he was talking prequels in 1990. Nah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, so this is a this is a weird episode. It is a very weird. I mean, the, they're all weird. they're all weird. They're all weird in season one. Yeah, it's it's like not quite as crisp. It's nope. not quite as uh, the voices aren't quite solid yet. None of Homer's them. still kind of his frosty chocolate milkshake. He's, he's kind of Waltery. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of Walter Matthau. And <laughs> there's a lot of cupcakes and. A lot of cupcakes. In this episode, and but the also next the next one. Step one yeah. episode for some reason. Yeah. I was like, this, this is like a weird cupcake. Running run. two running two parter of cupcakes. Yeah. That's the um the, the, this one uh this one and the next one, they both uh have a scene that is Okay, so in the in the Simpsons first season, they're very much about subverting sitcom tropes. Yes. But they're and and that kind of seems to be the only thing that they want to do sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore they don't have a voice. Really, they don't have a all their their voice. the The Simpsons season one voice kind of feels like it's a direct reaction to this to the entertainment and sitcoms around it. It's a it feels like it's a purely reactionary voice, yeah. um, which is uh, quickly. Uh, worked through. It's like it, they're they're working through a lot of kinks here, but that's where they start from. It's the it's the Matt Groening's entertain and subvert um, philosophy, where it's like here's here's something that you would see in popular culture in a sitcom. Let's uh, twist it just enough so that it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas a normal sitcom would actually play those moments where Homer uh, gives his son advice straight. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's dull. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's quite dull. It's... It doesn't, ha- doesn't have any sharpness to it. It doesn't have any commentary to it other than, hey, look at this thing that we're... That you've seen on TV and this is and how we're... we're yeah, we're flipping it. Yeah. That's kind of what I noticed with these episodes in general, especially now with retrospect. Yeah. Uh, currently watching season six episodes where, you know, I'll write down three or four jokes that I'm like, that are in contention for favorite jokes. Yeah. And these ones I'm like, I don't know this one, I guess. There's maybe one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had to like, after the episode was done, be like, I guess this one was okay. That'll be my favorite joke. Um, but for the most part, it's very devoid of laughter. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it is, it is leaning more on the satire more than on the actual joke making. Yeah. But the satire is not super, like you said, not it's, super sharp. It's not sharp, yeah. So it still just feels like a a sitcom with very little laughs. And this was the season that blew up the world. Yeah, that's that's constantly absurd to me. Mm-hmm. Because I think it was just because it was it was new. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that's that's the thing. It was just, even you look at even shows like Family Guy. Family Guy when it premiered also blew up, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because it was necessarily a great show. It's because it was something new. It was yeah. taking that idea of 
the sitcom, or rather even like Simpsons in general, like the animated family sitcom. Yeah. And instead of it just being a, a copy of the Simpsons, even though it's close, they leaned heavily on absurdism, flashbacks, and pop culture references. And that was what people were like, ah, oh, hey, this is, this is fun. Um, it was that weird, like, <laughs> it was a weird tangent, but I, I just rewatched Shrek last night. Okay. I'm not sure why. Uh, no, was, Ali and I tried. It's been so long since I've watched it, and I was just kind of like... Does it hold up? N- no. No. Uh, not not at all. And I, I mean, I kind of knew that, because like, I've more or less always hated Trek. Mm. <laughs> I've, mm-hmm. I've never, I was never like, yeah, finally taking Disney down a peg. Uh, I was just like, it's Other just dumb. Other massive cl- conglomerate? Yeah. Great. It's just dumb and like full of pop. It basically, it feels like, did, have you ever seen, I don't know how to describe this, but like, so when I went to Disneyland like five years ago, they had an Aladdin stage show. Okay. Yeah. And I really liked it except for the character of the genie because the genie is this weird, it feels like a kind of a holdover from British pantomime where the genie is this weird kind of dame character uh, with a lot of like pop culture and current event references sprinkled throughout and like mugging for the, the audience and like, right. Do you, you know what I mean? Like he's the, well, that's, if you remove the Robin Williams factor of it, yes. that is the totally. genie from the movie. Absolutely. But it's Robin Williams. Yeah. And it, it works better as Robin Williams. Yeah, he's a genius. Um, he makes it work because it's it's Well, it's him. also, I, I feel it's also because it's an animated cartoon versus a yeah. stage show. Yeah. When it's a stage show, you feel the actor like looking at the audience being like, am I right, people? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> versus in the cartoon Aladdin where he just, you know, turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're just like, Oh, okay. That's, that's a fun reference, but it's yeah. like, it's so quick and rapid fire that it's not as jarring. It doesn't There's no take you out laughter. of the story yeah. somehow. Yeah. Somehow it works. Yeah. But so that's, that's kind of how I feel about there's, I've, I've seen stage shows, uh, variety shows, uh, new West in Lethbridge, for example. Oh yeah. That do this kind of thing. Yeah, where definitely. It's like the, it's not really writing jokes. It's just writing current things. It's writing references. Yeah. It's writing references and it's being like, do you guys remember this? Because we're kind of doing it also, but yeah. kind of goofy. And that's how the entirety of Shrek feels to me mm-hmm. where it's not, there's nothing clever about it. They're just, they're just doing, Hey, there's snow white and we're calling her a dead broad or, <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah. Like I'm laughing because it's I remember that part and yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I hate that movie. And the animation is so ugly. Oh, it's very bad. It does not hold up. It's like it's it's gross. In terms of smoothness, it's a step above Toy Story. But the thing is, Toy Story has the excuse because they're all toys. <laughs> like you watch Toy Story no, now, you're like, oh, that's very primitive 3D animation. Yeah. Which I mean, it was the first full length 3D animated feature. 95? 95, I believe. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and but you look at it, and you're like, it, it's okay that it's a little primitive because they're all toys. Yeah, and it it makes sense that they're they don't look like real people. Yeah. Whereas Shrek, they they have humans. 
yep. right? That are in not quite uncanny valley because they don't look real enough. Yep. They just look weird. They just look like plastic little dolls. They look like toys. Yeah. They look ugly. So where was I getting to this from this? Uh, the idea that Shrek, <laughs> that idea of just referencing things. That, so that was 2001, I think, was Shrek. Um, and Family Guy premiered in 1999. Hmm. So that's where I was kind of trying to tie this back in. I feel like that was this weird era where we were just ending the 90s. We were coming to the, the aughts. And there was a lot of cynicism. Um, there wasn't a lot of huge problems because <laughs> this was arguably pre 9-11. <laughs> arguably it was. Well, yeah. Uh, I can't remember when Shrek premiered in 2001. It probably wasn't after September 11th, though. I don't know. But it could be. Maybe the nation needed to heal. And they needed ogres. And, and they needed a eating Shrek. Eating poop. Yeah. Um, but... The <laughs> There's this weird era where that was just kind of the thing that people liked. 2001. 2001, yeah. Like, they just wanted to watch something and to be able to be like, oh, I understand that reference throughout. And people didn't really care about clever writing. Um, This is arguably when The Simpsons started to die as well. Oh yes, so yeah. it's it's that same kind of thing. It's it's all tied together. I feel this post nineties, early two thousands, people <laughs> from, wanted from their entertainment just just simplicity. Just just tell just have Tony Hawk show up. I don't want I don't want to think about it. I just want him to be there and me to be able to clap and be like, I know who that is. Yay! Oh, they're talking to him. Hey, the characters are like you're talking to the guy. Like. Even the shows that were like, even the shows that were heralded as being a, uh, uh, as being like game changers in the post nine eleven uh, world, like the, like maybe the the biggest network show is like twenty four. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So that, that premiered two thousand one as well, right? Uh, I think it's post nine eleven. It's a like it was. A, so it was, it, it was. It was probably like it's a reactionary show. Yeah. It's yeah. very much a reactionary show. Yeah. Um, it's like oh terrorism. We yeah. Need to, we need to stop it. Yeah, we and, a hero who can and stop it. everything in that show for the first several seasons is very black and white. These people are bad. Um, Jack Bauer is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't stand very well. <laughs> I don't, I'd, I'd argue Jack Jack Bauer is the least black and white of that show. He is definitely. Like and he's, as he's the, the one who's like, as you're, the show, you're like, I don't know if I agree with your actions, but I know it's for the right reason. Yeah. It was th- that was the thing where they put them where they put themselves. It was like, uh, well, I guess because it was also around the time when you know there was all the stuff about uh, torture. Yep, like is torture uh, a viable means t- against evil doers? And as it this were? show showed that it was. <laughs> well, yeah, like it arguably was, it, it it was it, it basically it painted Jack Bauer as being you know doing the wrong things for the right reasons. Yeah. And the ends justify the means yeah. is, is kind of, it felt like the thesis of that show. Yeah. And I think that's always been, cause I love that show. I watched all of it. I did too. And I remember thinking like, I don't know if I agree with this when he's like torturing someone. And then like, they'll be like, Oh, the bomb is in uh, third street. And, and he's like, all right. And, and I'm like, Oh good. At least, you know, at least he got the information. Yeah. If it he had done that and the, and the guy doesn't give him the information, then it's a problem. Like, I think what I mean, it doesn't hold up. I mean, like the first two or three seasons when, when it gets into a little bit more man on the run right. type thing. Um, 
the the show actually still does. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the the show actually does hold up in its later seasons, um, but it does not when they did their the the return thing. Like uh, when he went to London, yeah, was, and like it was a very confused show. Chloe was like goth punk, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very confused show when it came back. It came back again, also with, new, legacy. with new people. Yeah, Twenty Four Legacy. Have you watched that? I have not. Yeah, it didn't I didn't. It, it got canceled. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, because <laughs> why? I don't support. I don't like reboots like that. I don't like the idea of a television. Just make a new show. Reboot. Yeah, just make a goddamn new show. Like call it call it something completely different. You can have like literally that exact same show of Twenty Four Legacy. This is me knowing very little about it, but I presume it's you know a counter terrorist unit and someone trying to stop things. Have that exact same show and call it something else. Just call it call ca- it Counter Hawk. Sure, <laughs> Counter Hawk. <laughs> uh, and people would have probably liked it because yeah. they'd been like, "Oh, this is kind of like a new Twenty Four. Yeah, that's fun." Whereas if you call it Twenty Four Legacy, people are like, "This isn't as good as Twenty Four. And people are going to remember that. And that's the that's the problem. Yeah, it's just like fucking reboot the guardians code yeah have you seen that shit nope god damn it why are you doing this just it, call it something else did it actually happen i can't remember if it's out yet it's coming to netflix just gonna be like 10 episodes oh but it's like kids in a high school and they get like it's basically they're they're merging like the idea of reboot into power rangers oh ew yeah, so instead of it being like all taking place inside a computer it's like kids in high school and then oh we got summoned to Help mainframe, so we're gonna like have a to live go in. action Digimon or like Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Did you ever see that one? <laughs> I saw Samurai Pizza Cats. Nope, different nope. show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in the Samurai Boom of the nineties, when uh-huh. they put Samurai in titles to get kids interested. Yeah. Anyway, uh, where were we? <laughs> um, I mean, it's, how do we get back on track from here? I mean, twenty four is, is like you know about military, I and guess. And then Bart so, the general, yeah, is he military man fights. We're Nelson, back on track uh, because of cupcakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's uh, wrap up our talk about this real quick here. <laughs> okay. Um, what was your favorite joke of this? Uh, weirdly, it was Grandpa Simpson throwing a water balloon at Homer. Oh, really? In the treehouse and just being like, ha, 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 "I got you," and he's like, "Hey, you." wrinkly kid up there stop yeah. it he's just like ah, ah, ah. it's like this is not the grandpa we know yeah. but because this was intru- his introduction i guess we should mention that yeah first appearance of grandpa simpson um but he, he's basically just he's very uh safe mm-hmm. like he's kind of a crackpot because he's typing up that letter mm-hmm. right um but he and he lives in an old folks home but aside from that he's just an old an old guy there's he's not like the senile weirdo that we know and love. He's wearing a purple shirt. Yeah. Instead of his pink shirt. And he's friends with Herman, I guess. Yeah. Also uh, introduction. Also introduction. That, that, that leads me into my favorite joke. Okay. Um, is, uh, ah, hello, young American. (laughs) Um, I just, I liked that. I thought that was funny. Um, it's weird again, like it's weird introductions of characters because they're vastly different from who they end up being. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could talk Herman's about... Herman's pretty much the same. I No, I disagree because... Well, mostly because I feel like in this episode, he's kind of portrayed as just a just a man who was in the war and, and knows war things and is helpful. Whereas I feel like anytime after this, he's like sinister. 
Like he is, he is an evil person. That's I fair. Feel, yeah, I feel that's in fair. most episodes, yeah. like he's portrayed as a villain for the yeah. most most time, other times. But in this, he's an ally, right? Like yeah. he's helping Bart. Yeah. So, and then like you have Nelson introduction of Nelson as well. Yeah, which uh, you know introduced as the bully, and then eventually he becomes kind of subservient to like Jimbo and Dolphin Kearney. Yeah, uh, still a bully, but he also kind of is friends with Bart. In a lot of episodes. In a lot of episodes, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't mind, like, kicking the shit out of Bart. Um, yeah. But he, like, they work together a lot, like, in Lemon of Troy. Yep. Which I'm very excited to get to. Mm-hmm. That's in this season, isn't it's it? It's coming up soon, Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, Skinner as well in this episode. Yeah, he's, is, he's is got... still the, like, just kind of milk toast. He's got hints of... Uh, of things that uh, like of of who he, he will have any be. of his dark dark skin. No, yet. but he's like, but he's like, run along, Simpson. There's yeah. learning afoot. Uh-huh. Like that's and then I think my my almost favorite joke, just because it's Skinner and I love Skinner, even in this brief appearance. Yeah. Uh, was when, you know, it's like, I'll get you after school. And he's like, oh, man. He's like, no, no, he'll get you after school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's very oblivious yeah. to what's happening because he's just like, it's time to get to class. Yeah. Come on. But no, again, no, that, yes, that, that'll happen. It doesn't. F- feel right no nothing feels right yeah in this episode especially when you look at like arguably the canon of the show where you have the flashback and i think lisa Sachs. yeah where you know he first meets bart arguably and it's like uh, you know whatever you do now will dictate how our relationship is for the future eat my shorts yeah all right i'll wait And so the idea is in that episode that they've had an antagonistic, uh, you know, arch rival uh, from the beginning. From the beginning, and in this one, they kind of in this episode, it's not hinted at at all. So obviously, that's going to happen with season one in general. There's a lot of things that are kind of established that don't make sense when you realize the the true canon of the show, as it were. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, no one ever references Homer's grunge band. You know, yeah, it's weird. Those um, those little uh, black-haired bullies. Yeah, his little cronies. His cronies, they um, they're practically gone after this. Yeah, they they like, they show up in the background a lot. For all intents and purposes, those aren't characters after this. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, what I did mean, you, like uh, overall refer- reference desk, yeah. I guess. Oh, we could if we want. It's very brief. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> war films like Patton, mm-hmm. Full Metal Jacket, uh, The Longest Day, mm-hmm. and then those three wars that he referenced at the end. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, they use they use Patton's soundtrack a lot. Um, oh, and the uh, soldier kissing the the woman in Times Square. Yeah, that photo that famous photo. Yeah, you mean that kid assaulting Lisa? Yeah, yeah. Well, right. just like that, arguably that soldier assaulting that woman. Well, I mean, he might have known her. No, he didn't. No? No, there was like an article a while back where the woman like spoke out. It wasn't like, she, well, she wasn't like, oh, I've been traumatized for years, but she, she was just like, yeah, I was, story? Just, I was just there celebrating and, and this guy kissed me randomly. I obviously didn't consent to it, but you know, at the time it, everyone was like in high spirit, so I didn't, it wasn't an issue, but yeah, so it, <laughs> arguably a un, un, non-consensual uh, kiss. As um. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving on up. 
Uh, I don't like that episode. Bart the General? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was watching it. It was kind of like, I was kind of like doing other stuff while I was watching it Yeah, because it doesn't hold your attention. <laughs> it really doesn't. And it feels long to be it honest. It does. I mean, we, we, like we talked about how it, you know, maybe was <laughs> running long, running short, who knows, but it feels long for yeah. sure. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just very, there's not a very cohesive plot structure in my opinion i admire the ambition it's basically like you know and also like barton lisa's relationship is kind of weird in it mm-hmm. um i kind of like i kind of like it to be honest like i like that aspect of the episode because it's it's hints at what i like about the relationship later on mm-hmm. how yeah they fight but when it comes down to it bart's gonna stick up for his sister yeah like i did like that aspect of it that's a nice part that's but it just it it very it very quickly devolves into oh bart gets beat up and he needs to learn how to defend himself and then he just makes all of his fellow children soldiers and they throw water balloons at him and tie him up and then they sign a kind of like a treaty <laughs> it's it's bizarre it's you could tell it's it, it's got like i said it, it's got the hints of that satire of that what the show wants to be especially with the Full Metal Jacket references, you know, the probably first of many. Yeah. I, I can't recall if there was more before this, but Kubrick in general is uh, something they love to parody. Yeah. And if they had gone a bit further with it, maybe it would have been really good, but they, they had to play it kind of safe. The sequence like is where they, they had like, <laughs> like full metal, like if it, the episode was arguably a Full Metal Jacket parody entirely, it could have been really good, I think. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like have Ralph be uh Vincent D'Onofrio's character or something. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um this is could get dark really quick. Yeah, but, this is but what, they like but they the make it instead of beating them with beating him with uh socks filled with tennis balls or whatever it was. Was that what it was? Socks filled with bars of soap. Right. Instead of doing that, it's just water balloons, right? Yeah. Like they they've done really dark <laughs> satire. Uh, in the golden years where yeah. it's like, oh, Bart getting hit by a bunch of snowballs instead of Sonny getting riddled with bullets yeah. in The Godfather. So they could do like kid versions of Full Metal Jacket. And this, that's and only it could season be really four yeah. or season three. Season four is Mr. Plow. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the episode overall, not great, but it's got it's got some hints of what will make the show great later yeah. on. Uh, moving on to Moaning Lisa. Moaning Lisa, another rough intro. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's been like it, this is the full. This is the first time in a long time that I've seen the. Because as you can imagine, I don't know about you, but it's not like I go back to season one of The Simpsons just to throw it on and have some. And oh like, yeah, for my fun. DVDs were like cold. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> Like cobwebs were forming. Yeah, when I bought this episode on iTunes, I believe iTunes asked me three or four times if Are I was sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so this episode is so sorry. By rough intro, you mean like the couch gags? Uh, no, no, the just the yeah the the like the Simpsons title sequence. Um, yeah. it's just so different. It's so different, and yeah, it's, it's weird so seeing these early. Like the, even just the parting of the clouds with yeah. the Simpsons it's logo, so it's, it's strange, so, so weird and to see. Like, yeah, and then and then he says, "I will not instigate revolution," which is like, oh, are they tying it back to Bart the General? Is that the is that what's happening here? There's another. Yeah. There's cupcakes. They so. did. I mean, 
in Bart the General, they did have a direct reference to that very episode with Homer says Family Jewels. Yeah. Apparently that was a censor note to remove it. Yeah. They got it. They were able to keep it. But then in like the very next scene, Grandpa's saying, you know, remove these words from television. And he says Family Jewels is one of them. Mm-hmm. So they were able to like write in <laughs> a censor, a fuck you censors joke in the episode that they were trying to censor. So, yeah. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if, yeah, this was kind of a a tie-in to Bart the General directly. Yeah. Uh, so this is the sixth episode of season one and written by Al Jean and Mike Reese. Hey, there he is. Directed by Wesley Archer, original air date, February 11th, 1990. And this is, so last episode was essentially Bart having trouble. This one's Lisa having trouble. Let's switch it up. (laughs) (laughs) The difference is, of course, it's not Lisa getting beat up at school. It's Lisa being sad. Yeah. She's depressed and she doesn't know why. Yeah. And Uh, which I think is actually a, a very, true thing it's it's a very true thing and it's you also know, true especially to her for, yeah especially for lisa especially for an eight-year-old kid in general yeah. when you when you feel sad as an eight-year-old because you're just you're starting to become very you know self-aware very aware of life and all that kind of stuff and yeah, like playtime is over essentially you're very close to you might not know it when you're eight <laughs> um but lisa definitely does because she's very smart um like a like a very smart eight year old will know this, like or feel it in mm-hmm. some way. They probably can't exactly articulate the words, yeah. But they'll feel it and they'll be like, "Oh, is this how I'm gonna feel for a long, long time?" And yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You will, because <laughs> you, Lisa, you got your teenage years smart. coming up real quick, and um, I don't think high school is gonna be nice to Lisa. No. Well, I don't know. I don't want to speculate on that. Um, eh, junior, junior high. Junior high definitely won't be. No, because that's not nice to anybody. No. Anyone, anyone listening out there who's in junior high. It gets better. It's, <laughs> it gets better, and everyone feels that way. Yep. If you're like, man, why am I the only one sad? You're not. No. Everyone's fucking miserable in junior high school. High school is when it starts to get better. But once you hit university or college, it's just, it's a world of difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take it from a 30 plus year old man, Calgary, Alberta. Um, I'm still only in my 20s. Oh, good for you. <laughs> you stupid young punk. Um, yeah. So, so this is Lisa being sad. She's not entirely sure why, uh, but her family's kind of the worst. I mean, they always are, but. I feel like it's always going to be exacerbated when you're not feeling great. Yeah. And you can tell that's kind of how she is. Like we talked about the cupcake thing, you know, Marge for some reason is like, Oh, you have two cupcakes. You guys got to fight for it. And Lisa's the, you know, the nice one. So she's just like, you know, whatever they can have it. I don't need it. And, but we find out later that that affected her. Like she wasn't actually just like, I don't care. She clearly cared because she writes it into her song. Yeah. Does she write that or does she just like squeal it? Bop, 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 does she scan it out? Yeah. I think that's what she does. Like, cause it's the blues. You sing what you feel. Yeah. Right? Um, which makes it even more. But that's what I mean. Like she, yeah. she, cl- it clearly was something she, that was still inside of her. Yeah. Wanting to come out that she couldn't articulate until she, uh, she just didn't want to fight it. about it. Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah. Which is like, I think doubly sad. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, in the band class scene, um, when they're doing 
that music. My country tis of thee. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I like the band is terrible. Right. Agreed. They're all out of tune and out of key, um, but Largo does kind of have a point. <laughs> Do you Go know on. what I mean? Yeah. He's um. He's like, there's there's no room for jazz in my country, tis of thee. <laughs> he's right, and Lisa doing that is hijacking the class. Yeah. And, like, she's obviously, like, it. that's, that's where his point ends, right? Totally. Um, he should, as a good teacher, see that she is extremely skilled at what she's doing and give her more yeah. to do. Yeah, e- either... Uh, have like like do additional uh music classes after school. Yeah, with just her, or where you can kind of like you know encourage that. Or like, there's other talented students. Like, uh, I'm sure, and I'm Ralph sh- with a flute up his nose. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, find four or five and do like a jazz band. Yeah. Right. That would be great. Um. But he's Largo, so he's he Largo. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He just wants everyone to do what he tells him. Yeah. Always. Yeah. But I see what you mean. Yeah. Like just, just kind of taking over the class as she does is not the right way to do it, but she's an eight year old kid who's depressed. So yeah, yeah, it is his responsibility to recognize that, be like, Hey, like that was actually really good. Do you want to, you know, take some sax lessons with this person I know or whatever, you know, there's ways to encourage and, uh, and help with that, that kind of clear, clear, uh, spark inside of her. I don't know if you were in band. Were you ever in band? Uh, I mean, I was forced to be. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> she's there because it's her one creative outlet that she's brilliant at. That's what she likes. Yeah. And she's, as an eight-year-old, brilliant at playing the saxophone, which is a very difficult instrument. Yeah. Um, I you was... played the clarinet. And, I played the clarinet as well. Oh, great. I hated it. Yeah, it was awful. Because, yeah, like, you go to band class... You had to and, suck on the reed. Yeah. Ugh. God damn, woodwind <laughs> instruments? Get out of Ugh, here. So gross. Yeah. Like, <sighs> like when you realize, you're like, oh, like this looks like a fun instrument. And they're like, oh, yeah, let me tell you all about it. And it's like, oh, here's a spit valve. And you're like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a valve for saliva? Because, oh, because it's going to collect and you got to release it. it. You, you got to uh, clean it all the time. How about, how about that one where I just strum the strings? Uh, yes, there's no, no saliva involved, but no, we we can't have you play that in band. <laughs> we see we're orchestral, we're orchestral band. Yeah, and I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? Because a thousand other kids would much prefer to play something stringed. You know what's funny is that uh, in I think it was grade six before we were heading to grade seven to where we would have to take band for the first time. Yeah. They asked us to, they like had a little kind of like demonstration day or whatever, where you got to see a bunch of the different instruments and yeah. kids playing them and stuff. And you had to like list what your top three instruments would be. Yeah. And I was going to put percussion as my number one. I'm like, that seems like the most fun to me. And the guy, whoever it was, was basically like, um, because I think there was maybe a lot of people who were putting percussion, and so they, he had to kind of like be like, uh, if you like, th- it's actually a pretty challenging instrument. You need to have very good rhythm. So if you're not hundred percent sure on your rhythm, don't put it as your number one. And because of that, I put it as my number two, and I didn't get percussion. And I feel like if that hadn't happened, maybe I'd know how to play the drums today. <laughs> and all my friends would let me into their bands. That's actually 
that that might be true. Um, yeah, because- I feel because like I had that like instinct of like that seems like a fun instrument to me, and if I had some way to practice it and output it and that kind of thing, I might have learned uh, very quickly. Who knows? And then uh, I could be a different person today. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who? So that knows? person uh, ruined my life. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Said I had to play the clarinet and hated it, and therefore I decided to do drama. And look at me now, mom. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, meanwhile, um, in the Simpsons, yeah, there's a um, there's a gym class scene. Yeah, the dodgeball. Uh gym class that's what i wrote down um i liked gym class actually usually i did yeah um however like i oh there were there were ones that i hated i totally get where she's where she is like what she's did you see jumanji numanji numanji yeah i did yeah um the uh there's there's a similar the the martha character um i'm like yeah yeah, I totally get you. You sh- this should entirely be optional. Um, gym gym class should, especially just how it's run, mm-hmm. just all the time. It's like okay, yeah, okay, exercise is important, and you should like, but also that's kind of like <sighs> just <laughs> stop forcing people to play sports. Yeah, I. It's there because there's like there's there's people who just don't want it and you shouldn't you you shouldn't like they shouldn't be like graded poorly for not wanting to play organized sports. I suppose. I I don't know. I see the argument for both sides. I the only side I see is that there's (laughs) there's maybe okay. Well, you need need fitness. Yeah. How old was the, the woman in Jumanji? Like, what were they? Were they in high school? They were in high school. I feel like high school is usually it's an elective, right? Maybe. I don't remember. I, can't, I, don't I can't remember, remember. In high school, I don't remember doing like a, a gym class mm. unless I chose it. And I'm pretty sure I never chose it. But I think it makes sense for elementary, junior high, um, elementary for sure. So like mm-hmm. Lisa, in Lisa's situation, I think it makes sense mm-hmm. that yep. you need to have a physical exercise of some kind. And for me, it made it better that it had a variety of things. So like, oh, now we're doing the hockey uh unit uh, unit yeah now we're doing dodgeball now we're doing track like it, it was good that it had the variety because otherwise it would get so if, if it was if it happened to be a sport you hated yeah it would be the worst i'm mostly Versus, talking about high school <laughs> right yeah which i do again i don't think it's something that you're forced to do so i, I think new manji may have got that wrong honestly can't remember i honestly I'm pretty sure kids it, kids it, right in it probably Do they force you to play sports in high school. I feel like it varies. Yeah. District. It might to district because in high school you have like sports teams like yeah. the, like the 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 ram like go Rams, you know, like. Yeah, right. The Rams. LCI Rams. Great. Know. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I went to high school. I got it. Okay. Go Rams. <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. That's like that's what people would say. I never said that. That's probably the first time I said that in my life. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's what people would do. And I, I well, think yeah, the fact Lethbridge that Lethbridge wasn't like Friday Night Lights? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> the, 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 quite the opposite. Um, 
but I feel like that's that's why in high school they had that kind of thing because the people who enjoyed said sports would sign up for it mm. and they wouldn't force you to do it. They might, I don't know, maybe in like calm, remember calm class? Oh God. Yeah. There might've been some like gym I in there. I failed that class once. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Career and life management. Yeah. Way, I failed is what, it. Is what that is. Yeah. So. I just didn't do shit for yeah. it. Well, look at you now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good. I live Do you feel your house? career and your life is managed? For the next four months. Great. That's all you need. <laughs> if you can if you can see your next meal, you're doing better than a lot of people. That's right. So, <laughs> never forget it. So Lisa gets sent home. Or a letter is sent home, rather. Yep. Um, which I will say is my favorite joke, actually. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Lisa refuses to play dodgeball because she is sad. Yeah. <laughs> Something about the way that's written is just very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like Lisa refused to and play. It's signed Skinner. As yeah. Well. It's like they, they put the reason in there. And yeah. like, as <laughs> I feel like as uh, educators, they put it as like, we don't understand this. <laughs> she <sighs> refuses to play because she is sad. Like if they had underlined sad and put a question mark, that wouldn't surprise me, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I get it. And it just kind of, it keeps going, right? Like there's a weird B plot with Homer and Bart. I, I wrote that down. I was like, I literally wrote, oh yeah, the boxing game B plot. Yeah. And it's like, this is one of the maybe first um, <laughs> examples of, a, of an extraneous B plot. Yeah, that it doesn't has connect. nothing to do with the A plot because they couldn't figure out how to make the A plot more substantive. Yeah. Because it's, it's basically just Lisa being sad and then meeting Bleeding Gums. And yeah, and then she meets Be- Bleeding Gums Murphy, which is kind of nice. nice. Yeah. Um, it also leads to my favorite joke, which is Lisa, get away from that jazz man. Oh, yeah, I did like that, too. <laughs> I actually laughed at that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get away from that jazz man. Nothing personal. I just fear the unfamiliar. Yeah, uh, which is, I think is apt. It's very Marge, yep. uh, and it's very funny. So <laughs> good job, Marge. Yeah. It is weird that like Lisa just wanders as an eight year old child, just wanders into the streets looking for jazz music like, and then meets an old man. And it, yeah. it is nice. But like when you think about it outside of the context of the show, I totally get Marge's reaction. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, she could have met like season four Herman on the street. That would have been That's a lot true. worse. Yeah. Or snake or snake or that guy with the goofy hat. That robs Marge. Disco stew? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not the goofy hat. The goofy hat. Oh. Like he's got, like the goofy from Disney? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Do you remember that guy? No. No? No, I don't. Doesn't he like rob Marge? Does he? And Is that when she becomes a cop? No, that's a different that's a different one, I think. God, I don't know. Maybe remember. it's the same one. Fuck. I can't remember. That <laughs> that one's coming up too, though. Springfield Connection's coming up. I like that one. Yep. So uh, Lisa gets to sing the blues. Yeah. It kind of eases her soul. What's the resolution again? <laughs> I don't remember. I actually don't. I just watched uh, this last night. Of this of, of this like, episode? Like, does she get happy just because she played the blues with Bleeding Gums? Of, of this episode? Yeah. Uh, no, she gets happy because um, Marge drops her off. Oh, yeah. They have at, that whole scene where at the band practice. she's like, oh, you just got to stuff your feelings down and uh, put a smile you, on. Yeah, until you're almost walking on them. And there's our example of Marge's repressed childhood yeah. coming back, which is... Right, we get a, a, a little flashback. First, first appearance of Jacqueline Bouvier yeah. in flashback. Yeah, which is just Marge. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, yeah, push down your feelings until you're almost walking on them, and then you'll be happy, and boys will like you, and you'll get invited to parties. Um, and then Largo says, I hope we don't have another outburst of creativity, and that pisses Marge off, and she just does Well, that. there's there's a couple things, right? Like, there's the kids being like, hey, like, you're smiling, so I like you now. Do yeah. you want to come and do my homework? Yeah. And she's like, okay. And Marge is like, what the hell? And then, yeah, Dewey does that thing. And I think there's one more. I think it's rule of three, but I can't remember. But basically, Marge gets pissed off at all this stuff. And she's like, I, I'm sorry. I yeah. gave you terrible advice. If you want to be sad, be sad. Yeah. And that makes her happy. Yeah, which is, you know, the the premise of Inside Out. That's right. Pixar's Inside Out. So yeah. So uh, Simpsons, Simpsons did it. Did it. <laughs> we got them. <laughs> we got you, Pixar. We got them. We see where you're, what you're getting your ideas from. This is gotcha season one journalism. Simpsons. <laughs> and it's purest form. That's right. Yeah. So that's pretty much the end. Homer goes to an arcade and like learns how to box. That's so dumb. From so the, like, dumb. the cool kid. Well, I feel like I see that like, cool kid a lot. In the show. Really? But but he doesn't I'm wondering, speak. No, he doesn't. Well, he does a little bit. Like, yeah, who's next? And like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you out. Well, no, like he be in if you see him in oh, the yeah, show. Other a times, lot. other yeah. times he doesn't speak. Yeah. He doesn't but he's just very, very iconic and familiar to me as like the arcade kid. He kind of looks like maybe Roy. A young Roy. <laughs> I guess, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> just the sunglasses. Hey, Mr. Are S. Different. Yeah, yeah, hi Roy. So Yeah, yeah. Hi, but then Roy. he yeah, so he gets really good at the video game and is able to almost defeat Bart, but then the power goes out or whatever. She unplugs it. Oh yeah. She unplugs and it. And they go to the jazz hole <laughs> and, uh, and Bart retires from video game yeah. boxing, uh, and defeat. And Lisa feels better when they go to the jazz hole as a family and watch bleeding gums. And he sings her song yeah, as a tribute, does. which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an okay episode. It's, it's not great. No, it's not. But it but it does have a good delve into Lisa's psyche that arguably is pretty novel for a show in its first season. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I lied. I this is a better episode than Bart the General. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think this is the best of the three for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not the next one. No. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. But I I do think that Moaning Lisa overall is probably one of the better episodes of season one in general. Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, not it, saying much. Is Life on the fla- Fast Lane in season one? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a pretty good one. Yeah. But I just think it's 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 something that like we were talking about with Bart the General, how it's something you don't really see in sitcoms. This I feel is something that you d- actually don't see in sitcoms is like actually getting to the heart of an eight year old child being depressed yeah because they have the scene that it's interesting they have a scene in earlier in the episode where homer is trying to comfort lisa and he's like woo horsey ride i don't understand <laughs> my daughter yeah, yeah and that's the subversion mm-hmm. of the sitcom trope yep and then they further subvert it with marge telling her these marge's this, advice this, this terrible advice but then they actually play into it by solving the problem in a very convincing and uh, meaningful way. Well, it, here's what I think. I don't. I don't think they solve the problem. No, well, I getting to the just, root of yeah, it. I think it's it's, and that's what I kind of like about it. Is it doesn't have, it, it it plays with that trope of like, here's some here's some parental advice mm-hmm. that will solve everything. Mm-hmm. That is clearly the wrong advice, and like you never actually see that advice on a like a Full House, but 
that idea is there in full house where it's like, Oh, like honey, let me, let me tell you about life and explain how things work. And then it's like, you're right, dad. And they hug and everything's fine. Like that's the quote unquote solution in this. I like that they subvert it where it's like, okay, here's the solution. And then it's like, Oh shit, that's not the solution. I'm sorry. You know, there is no solution. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to say with that, where it's, an attempt to give it a solution and then realizing that's not the solution and kind of in that sense, realizing there is no solution. Like you said, if you want to feel sad, feel sad. Sometimes that's necessary and you won't always feel this way. Yeah. And you, you enjoy the highs much more when you feel the lows and the ending with them going to the jazz hole is more just like them recognizing some of Lisa's uh, interests and supporting them. Yeah. And she's happy at the end in that moment. It doesn't mean she's happy forever now. No, this is the um this is a character episode for Lisa. Like it's kind of like a Lisa the vegetarian episode. Yeah. Where she is this way after yep. this episode. Oh yeah, we see this in many more episodes after yeah. this. Uh versus Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is uh, probably the most recent one after this. Um I mean, even like Lisa's date with density where she dates Nelson, you know, like you see these, these things in Lisa throughout the series. Uh, she's a misunderstood genius. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, not really many references. The boxing game kind of, I think is a reference to punch out. Mike Tyson's. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just with kind of the animation and the referee and the sound and yeah. Uh, I mean, my country tis of thee, I guess is a reference to that song. But uh, yeah, aside from that, there's not much, not much pop culture, not much, uh, yeah. in this episode that I, that I picked up on anyway. Well, uh, Ron Taylor, uh, we should mention is bleeding gums Murphy. Yeah. His first appearance. Yeah. How many times does he show up actually? Is it just two? Like, I is think it just, it's just the, this one and then the one where he dies? Yeah. Like, and then various clip shows. Yeah. I th- and But like his character appears. I just mean like the voice of yeah. Ron Taylor, I think is only in. Yeah. The two episodes. I, I think you're right. But I right. can't recall if there's one in between. So. I I, th- I think that's the one, though. I think yeah. it's just he dies and then they play together while he's a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Which is <laughs> weird. <laughs> that's coming up, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, season six. Stay tuned. Um, so. And we talked about our favorite jokes. Yeah, we did. So it's so time we can move for on. Call of the Simpsons. Call of the Simpsons. Oh, boy. I hate this episode. Yeah, this is a bad episode. I, I hate it so much. And I, like I said, I don't really remember what we talked about three years ago when we originally spoke about this episode, but I feel like it was a similar. I think we might have been kinder on it. Maybe. Because it's like. It's, we were, especially like if we just watched the other two and yeah. then it's like, oh, it's just more of the, but like with the <laughs> hindsight of watching the golden years yeah. and coming back to it, it's like, ugh. Yeah, that's what this movie, that's what this episode feels like. It's just a big ugh. Yeah. They have a couple like iconic moments in the episode. Uh, here's mine. Okay. If it was just Homer getting swindled by Cowboy Bob for 20 mim- minutes, <laughs> uh, it would be a great episode. Yeah, I mean, we have our first appearance of Albert Brooks yeah. as Cowboy Bob, which I do remember is probably the only thing we praised about this episode. It was. It was literally the only... That's what I remember about yeah. this. This is like... Yeah. 
But here's the thing. You can find the Cowboy Bob scene on YouTube. So yeah. it's like, just watch that. And even then, like, it's it, it's his least memorable and least good performance. By far. On the show. The least memorable. Yeah. But I, like, I would I would wager a lot of people don't even didn't even realize until we told them right now. <laughs> you know what I mean though? Yeah, like yeah. like they'd be like, oh, like really? He was on that early and he was cowboy who's cowboy Bob? Yeah. And like go back and watch call this. I mean, don't, but like watch the scene. Uh he's literally just a used RV salesman. Yeah. And he he has some Albert Brooks uh isms, I guess. Like when he's checking the credit. Yeah. The the alarm goes off. Yeah, and that's he's probably like, the best part. Yeah. Or he's like, uh, he's like, oh, have you, ever, have you ever known a siren to be good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very like it, it. That that kind of whole interaction feels like Hank Scorpio, except in this position. Yeah, you know, like that same kind of dialogue uh, essence, as yeah, it were. Yeah, very much. And aside from that, though, yeah, the the episode is okay. So first of all, the where they're like trying to survive in the wild is. Uh, the stuff that I think is the quote unquote iconic. Yeah. You know, like them, they use them in clip shows a yeah, lot. Walking around and the, the rabbit, the, the rabbit being. Yep. Which is funny. Yeah. I mean, that's probably my favorite joke if I had to pick one. Yeah. Aside from Cowboy Bob as a whole. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the early examples of a playing with your expectations joke. Yeah. Which I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, you think, I mean, you assume something's probably going to go wrong with this trap plan Mm -hmm. but what actually happens i think is very funny like it just catapults the rabbit far far away and you hear it thump Uh, yeah i remember i remember us i do remember us talking about this (laughs) um that rabbit is so dead oh yeah 100 percent. he successfully killed the rabbit killed the rabbit but you you need to go find it yeah a wolf will probably find it before you do yeah um oh and him going into the bushes to scare out yeah, I'll I'll go in there and flush out a rabbit. Yeah, and when and then you step on it. Yeah, which is like <laughs> the worst plan. First of all, I just what really sinks the episode for me is Homer. Yeah, being a, an idiot, just an almost idiot. killing his family. Yeah, it's that scene. It's that scene when they go off road. Yeah, and I'm like, why? He's not the lovable doofus. He's no. just he's just a, a maniac. Yeah. He's that insane. is endangering everyone's lives. Yeah. yeah. He stops on the edge of a cliff. Mm-hmm. If they didn't say stop, if he didn't ask them, they'd oh, be all dead. They'd be all, they, yeah, by he, just done. You know, in the papers, local, <laughs> local, local idiot, dude, local idiot murders the whole family. And that's how we would remember him. Yeah. Uh, it's just like that, that, that sequence sets up everything that's wrong with this episode. It's, it's him just doing things because apparently the plot needs him to. Yeah. They need, they need a reason for them to get lost in the wilderness. And like, they and don't even have one. Like they don't even have a good reason. No. For him to be lost in the wilderness. He just drives off the road and doesn't stop. It's and it's such an easy fix too. Like oh, like you know, we go off road, we stop the the vehicle, we set up camp, or and then we go hiking, right? And we yeah. get lost. That's it. You don't need to make it like they almost die. Yeah, just make it. If you want them to be lost in the woods, it's so easy. Get them lost in the woods. <laughs> it's really easy. Have Homer like you know mistake the compass for something, or you know be the even in um uh, what is it Boy Scouts in the Hood, right? Wear the map as a fucking 
paper hat. Yeah. And then it blows away. That's the that's the Homer that makes sense, where he's not intentionally trying to harm anyone, and he's not so stupid that it's terrifying that he is in charge of a family. It's just that he's not very smart. Like this, yeah, that's where, because he's always able to get them where they're going. It's when they get there that his idiocy gets them in trouble. Yeah. Like he's always been able to get them to the destination, like just um, in the mountain of madness. Yeah. Right? He gets them there and they're there. Mm-hmm. That's not the exciting part. No. The getting there isn't the exciting part. Go to the campsite, then get lost. Yes. Easy fix. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why it's so painful to watch. Yeah. Because it's so simple. It's such an easy fix. I think my least favorite thing about this episode is the whole kind of weird fourth act, as it were, with Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like... That is super weird. Homer becomes, I guess, Bigfoot. Yeah, he becomes Bigfoot, and then it's like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's such a weird turn, because I feel like it's such an easy, easily plotted episode. Like, yeah. even if you keep the terrible beginning where they almost die, it's still just, you know, they get lost in the woods, hijinks ensue, they get found. They yep. go home, back to status quo. Yep. But instead, they have to have this weird Marge is married to Bigfoot thing, <laughs> as it were. Um, Favorite and then, joke? And, then, and like Maggie <laughs> with the bears, you know? like Oh, yeah, she's like a, taken in by the family of bears. Uh, it's not good. Nope. Um, no, it's not. I guess I forgot to mention, this is the seventh episode of right. season one, yeah. uh, directed by Wesley Archer and written by John Schwartzwelder. Hey, everybody's got to have a dud somewhere. Yep. Uh, and it originally aired February 18th, 1990. This feels like, the, the way they get lost feels like a first draft. Yeah. Like, it's like, here it is. They got lost. Yeah. It's like, and no figure, one... Figure it out. Yeah, and no one was like, uh... So RV crash okay with everyone? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, it's fine. Yeah, so let's order yeah. more Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, uh, favorite joke: the rabbit. Yeah, definitely. Ditto. And Cowboy Bob as a as an honorable mention. Yep. But it just he wasn't quite as memorable as he needed to be for it to be a favorite joke. Yeah. Like it's it's a decent it's a good sequence. If it, if this was the only appearance of Albert Brooks, God forbid. Oh God. Then I'm sure I would praise it a lot more because it'd yeah. be so much more unique. But the fact that I know he can do better. And does better and does in better. this season. In, in, yeah, in this season and in every subsequent appearance, I'd say. Yeah, every subsequent appearance that he does gets better and better until Scorpio. Yeah, because it's it's what? This, then Jacques, then Brad, uh, Brad Goodman, and then Scorpio? Yeah, Is he I another so. one in between? I think that's it. I think that's it. So, And then Russ Cargill in the movie? Uh, no, he has, a, he has one more when Bart gets fat. Bart gets fat. Yeah, there's an episode. I don't know if that came before or after the movie. I think it comes before the movie. Um, he uh, And he's the best part of that. Um, I think it's season 13 or 14. Um, he's a, like, yeah, he runs a fat camp. Um, and he's a, he's, a, he's a coach and he runs a fat camp. And he's very funny. Um, the entire episode, the only laughs in the entire episode are from him. That um, makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I actually like his Russ Cargill character in the movie. Um, yeah. Like where he presents all of the options to the president. It's like, don't pick that one. Not that one. <laughs> that one. That one. Good. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm seeing if I can find the... Uh, the one I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the school replaces all of the vending machines uh, with, like, just soda pop. Oh, yeah, of and, course. Yeah, and Bart just gets, like, just eats all of it, and he gets super fat. And they send him to a factory. Do you, do you have a wager what season that's in? I'd wager 14. Let's go for 14. Okay, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite joke for... Uh, Call the Simpsons. God damn, it's that fucking rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the thud. If I'm getting really specific, it's the thud <laughs> when it comes down. Um I don't like this episode at all. <laughs> like, even Flanders is weird in this episode. Oh yeah. When he shows up in his yeah. RV. And it's like, okay, that's not Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I found the episode. Okay, it's called the Heartbroke Kid. Yep. Uh, it was uh, May t- two thousand five. Mm-hmm. So, can you just tell me the season, please? The Heartbroke Kid. That's uh, a- sixteen. Sixteen. Season sixteen. All right. All right. Five. That was wasn't that the year that. Simpsons movie? No, Simpsons movie was 2006 2000, or 7. 2008. 2008? Wasn't it? Because that's I think, when... I think maybe 7. Uh, the, <laughs> it's because it, they were in the season 18. That's how I know. So I don't... Yeah, that would have been 2007. My, my gut yeah. says 2007. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. I'm right. Yeah. Great. Glad we settled that. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to keep things encyclopedic. Uh, exactly. So... Uh yeah, I didn't I didn't really get any references. I don't know if you had any. Nope. <laughs> I big, didn't pay big, much attention foot, to this one when I, I watched it. Again, I was just, I was really bummed out on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to watch a Stars Burns. Yeah. After this, yeah. I can't even That's tell you. That's going to be great. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't even see any references listed on their wiki, so it, I mean, they, they, it wasn't quite the reference powerhouse as it was, or as it becomes in season one. No, the and the references that they do make are a lot more obvious. Yeah, so Bigfoot is your reference desk for this. One. Great. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how do you feel about where we are now? Uh, in comparison to this, yeah, I feel good. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, I, I, I actually... I felt, I felt like this was a chore to watch yeah, these episodes. Yeah, it really was. I, I feel like kind of reinvigorated. I mean, it, does, it does help that we do one episode at a time now. Yeah. Obviously, it feels like less of a chore when you're just 20 minutes and you're and it's mostly funny and yeah. you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, having to watch three in a row, I realized, because I watched them at like 11 p.m. last night, is when I started watching them and I was like, yeah. I was like, ugh, I got one more to go. All right. <laughs> <sighs> One more to go. Come Here on. We go. Here we go. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 it's it's always nice to see where the show started. Yeah, but we've come so far. We have, and like watching these three episodes makes me really excited for the next ones yeah. for for the rest of season six. It makes me want to just dive right into it mm-hmm. because the the evolution is so stark and it gets so good. Um, like I'm very, yeah, I'm very excited. Um, our next guest is, uh, Adam. Yep. 
Adam DeHatchik, uh, will be doing a Stars Burns. Stars Burns. And like crossover episode. Criterion collection. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's do it. It's <laughs> like I'm I'm super stoked for it. So yep. um yeah. Uh we'll get to that as soon as Adam has a moment. Correct. Yeah. His yeah. schedule is a little off from ours currently, yeah. but yeah. we'll f- we'll find time. We we'll, always do. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So that's pretty much it then. I think we'll wrap this uh, bonus episode up. Yeah, thank you for everyone for joining us and for continuing to join us for the past three years. Um, here's to three more. Here's to, yeah, three more. Hopefully we can wrap it up in that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been doing roughly a season per year. Yep. So Goddamn. we'll finish season six this year and yep. start season seven. And then, uh, you know, it'll be, yeah, it'll be roughly three years, three yep. to four years. Yep. If we're if we keep doing it, if we, if we keep doing it, I mean, maybe we'll both be have better lives. Who knows? And we won't and years. we won't need each other like yeah. we do now, like we <laughs> crave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you to everyone who sent us some nice words, and to Janelle for putting all that together. Thank really you. meant a lot. Really did. Yeah, it was it was very nice. And uh, also thank you to James who finally sent us our bingo card. Yeah. So we're going to put that up with this episode so you can follow along on our <laughs> episodes past or present <laughs> and see how many times we hit that bingo. Yeah. I wager it'll be a lot. Yep. So <laughs> you can, of course, always find us on Facebook. We're uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. And you can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. Miracle 3 and 3 years in 3 years and 3 episodes and episode 3 it's everywhere it's Greg. everywhere like 666 666 divided by 2 is 333 three, three. Three, three. <laughs> shit ah! there's two of us oh. uh, okay <laughs> i think we may have awoken something uh, so we need to wrap this up yeah. so thanks again for listening everybody keep watching the ski